Welcome to RPG A Day 2020. Thank you, Liren. Message. That was the most adorable ending of all time, dude. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Joe from Hindsightless and Wheel or Woe there. And that gives me an opportunity to address yesterday's episode, which was a real damp squib. I could not think of anything to talk about whatsoever. And fortunately, my daughter came to the rescue. If it wasn't obvious, she ran into the room with a towel over her head, pretending to be a ghost. Yes, it was adorable. (laughs) And uh, allowed me to bring things to a close. It wasn't until I think it was listening to Andy Goodman's 100th episode of uh, Expedition to the Grizzly Peaks, where he was talking about his Gormenghast setting and the the favelas that inspired his kind of stack slum city that was built up around it, that I realised I should have been talking about Bastionland and my idea for it being, well, I say my idea, it's pretty much in there already, but this stratification of the city, I guess um, my thoughts were about being able to include all the great stuff from Into the Odd, which predates Bastionland, um, eras probably about 100 years between the two of them. But this idea of building electric Bastionland directly on top of the old grimy industrial Bastion of Into the Odd and having that as like almost like the sort of the boiler room that powers the wonders above. And then I thought to myself, stack of cards. There's so much I could say about decks of cards. There was the occasion where I uh, used a tarot deck. Barney Dicker of Loco Ludus ran a Hammer Horror game where I played a psychic medium. And fortunately, I had a pack of tarot cards to hand, which were a great addition to the session. Uh, and the idea of using tarot cards as inspiration generally and in fact i've got a i've got a deck here uh called intuity creative cards but essentially they're tarot cards but they're specifically designed for creative inspiration with uh, very sort of abstract images and symbols on the cards and uh uh, I've not actually got round to using them, but I picked them up a few months ago um, just because I like the look of them. They were being advertised on Facebook and, uh, yeah, got me hook, line and sinker. So uh, I'd like to play around with those. And something I picked up, well, a long time ago, and I've never actually used them, but the Map and Dice playing cards from Inked Adventures, which are a great little, essentially, 52 deck. There's a couple of jokers in here. But um, they work as standard playing cards. Each card, you've got a random number from 1 to 20, a random number from 
1 to 6 and a random number from 1 to 100. And not only that, you've also got a section of a map, a dungeon room or some corridor or, um, you know, a spiral staircase. And, and you lay these cards out and generate a dungeon map, which is brilliant. Locations have names like a Riddler's Island, the Forgotten Stairwell, Weave Junction, Grimgate. Just a really useful tool that I've never got around to using. Would be great for solo play and when I actually finally get around to running something for somebody else, even. But that's enough about yesterday. This is already treble the length of yesterday's episode uh so yeah i'm kind of uh breaking the rules here just that there was so much i could have said and so much i didn't say so on to today message hi spencer great shout out for nate tremay i think the tone of his work for me is is just perfect i love it Really approachable, simple. I believe he's a graphic designer and it really does show. His tiles that he created for Hex Kit, they, I, I think in the end I picked them up in a bundle on Itch. Uh, I, I just had to have them. I liked the original Hex Kit, but what Nate did was awesome. And your shout out for Prol. Barney from Loco Ludus had also pointed it out to me. And yeah, I, I really need to play that game. I think it's just super clever in its simplicity. I think I'll bin the idea of a coin, but I, I'm, I'm going to, I'll try it. I'll probably just use D6 or something like that. Thanks, Colin. I really appreciate that. Colin Spike Pit Green there. Obvious by that message that Colin's a fan of Nate Tremay's work, showing me how it's done by encapsulating my ramble into a one-minute message. Nicely done. <laughs> I know Colin was quite taken by Prol. I know he's also run games using tunnel goons in the past. I think he had a lot of fun with that. Why am I playing that message here? Well, I was thinking about message in terms of conveying information and uh, Nate Tremay is certainly somebody who seems to be able to put his ideas across in an incredibly concise and clear manner. This is something that brings me back to Chris McDowell, creator of Into the Odd and Electric Bastion Land, and his great blog, bastionland.com. Is his ability to convey information without descending into jargon. It's one of the things that really struck me about his work straight off the bat. He was somebody I could understand. That was also something I kept in mind when putting together Osseus, this idea of using jargon-free language. And um, something I've spoken about before when coming back to the hobby, I picked up the second edition of Apocalypse World, which I think hadn't been long released. And while I found it a very interesting read, 
full of lots of really good ideas. There was terminology in there that I just didn't grasp. Words fundamental to understanding the system that I felt weren't explained in a way that I could grasp. And this is the same problem that Pete Jones was talking about on the Purple Worm, I believe, when he picked up Fate, which is another system that I read through which really baffled me. Possibly because we're coming with preconceptions are already familiar with certain gaming terms that when these things are kind of switched up a little, we find ourselves a bit lost at sea. So whether that's a fault of those rule sets, which I I question because there are plenty of people who play those games and love those games and have no trouble running them whatsoever. There is certainly something of a disconnect there between what we're expecting to see and what we find within those rules. So, yeah, end of message.